This is Paul Schneiderman on the 139th edition of Sports Untold podcast, also on Rainy Rabbit Radio. My special guest today is University of Washington football legend and former NFL player Dave Hoffman. My podcast is now on Spotify, YouTube, Amazon, Google, iTunes, Podbean, and you can go to sportsuntoldpodcast.net. Encourage my listeners to click the like button regarding my show and uh, check out my show on some of these other outlets. My uh, producer is Olivia Coyne. She's doing a great job. Been friends with her family for a long time. She's a University of Washington student. Let me get back to you now, Dave Hoffman. Uh, Dave is a UW football legend. He was a prominent member of the 91 National Championship team, uh, once Pac-10 Defensive Player of the Year. Uh, led the Huskies and tackles for three years. Uh, consensus All-American in Dave's uh, final senior season. Uh, UW Husky Hall of Fame member. Played for the Steelers. Uh, Dave has also had a long and distinguished career as a Secret Service agent. Did you retire recently, Dave, as a Secret Service agent? I did. I did, yeah. So just about uh, just about two years ago. Okay. Well, I, I'm going to do something a little different in this interview. I'm going to be starting probably mostly with your Secret Service career. I'm going to do a little reverse. I... And uh, but I really appreciate coming on the Sports Untold podcast. We're looking forward to this. Also on Rainier Abbey Radio. Absolutely. I'm pl- really pleased to be here. I look forward to uh, yapping with you guys. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I, I You can give me a critique of my uh, questions and style when we're all done, right? Okay. So. That sounds good. Okay, good. Dave, well, actually, we'll start with, with football real quickly. Tell us kind of how you got the football bug as a youngster growing up, I believe, in mostly California. Yeah. Well, so, and actually, there, there's a little story before that. Um, Grade school and um, partway through uh, junior high, I lived down in Texas. And so uh, it was obvious down there. Um, the Cowboys were hot back in those days. Not to date myself, but, you know, late 70s and 80s. And and uh, um, that's why I wore um, – in high school, I wore 33 uh, for Tony Dorsett. And then uh, in college, when I had to get a real linebacker number, I went with uh, Randy White from the Dallas Cowboys back in those days too. So, no, that was – it was something I uh, look forward to playing. I, I did a lot of soccer and that kind of stuff growing up, and my folks made me wait till I was kind of uh, in the puberty uh, stages of my of my growing up to to kind of uh, strap on the helmet. Do you think that's good? Well, I'm going to ask you some probably questions about the safety of football later. Do you think it's good for kids to wait till they're like maybe junior high or high school to play football? A hundred percent. I I I can see no reason. Um, no, just you know something. My dad said to me that that really rang true. The older I got, he said, uh, "Football's a man's game, and 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 to play it like it needs to be played, um, it's you know you really have to kind of, um, I I guess to say it simply, you can't be a boy, you know, and it and and you're and it's it's uh, boy, I I enjoyed soccer, and, and I would have I would have kept playing that if I could have too. I loved it, and and uh, but but there's some great other alternatives love playing hoop and uh there's flag football these days and so many good things and obviously baseball and everything we're just we're, we're blessed in this country to have so many options so it's uh but that i i definitely think kids should wait if, if possible interesting perspective you're not alone in that so did you see this coming dave early in your life that you would have a career as a great college football player you play a little bit in the nfl and you become a secret service agent did you see that happening when you were a kid growing up you know, I, I, I mean, I can't deny that I had a lot of dreams about about doing things, but but you never really know what's going to, you know, what's going to happen and what's going to take place. And I think, uh, you, you know, you you work hard and you, and you think, you know, you might be OK and you might have what it takes. But uh, it was it's kind of um, you got to go out there and 
kind of see what happens, I guess. And, uh, no, I, I've been blessed. I've met a lot of great people over the years, done a lot of fun things and, uh, had, had some great, uh, you know, some great experiences. I want to ask you about what sparked your specific interest in the Secret Service. I'm, I'm interested in the training to become a Secret Service agent. Was it like a Don James camp in a way? What, uh, tell us about that, kind of that process. Yeah, you know what? It, it was different. It was it, like in some ways it was um, it was similar. In some ways it was different. You know, we're kind of getting into, into, into some things, you know, understanding, you know, what's legal to do, what our, our responsibilities are as a, as a Secret Service agent, both in in the criminal justice um, system and also in the, in the, you know, protection, what we're probably better known for as, as our protective services. And um, I just, I, I always enjoy a good challenge. And, and so I really enjoyed um, going back there and learning how to do uh, the hand to hand, the, the, uh, the classes. It, a lot of it was very natural. I was, I was just blessed to still not be too banged up um, from my years of football. It, it was uh you know, neck and back injuries, I was not going to be able to keep playing football, but I could definitely um, go out and do something else. And so it, it was and, – and and be with other great teammates. And so that was kind of the, the fun and the pleasure for me. Did, did you think of being a Secret Service agent at training? Did you think of it as kind of a sport in some ways? I did, yeah. I, I, I did feel um, – I did feel that way about it. And I think so many things um, line up with that as well. And I think – um, you know, and, and as far as having the game plan, you know, going in, but also being able to adjust to it and adjust uh, on the fly and, uh, be able to, you know, to communicate with the guys that you're with and the, and the ladies that you're working with and, and make things happen. And that was, that was always, um, if I'm being really frank with you, it was always a, a, a joy and a pleasure to kind of feel that, you know, feel that again. And, um, there a lot of the same um feelings and um and and vibes i had i guess going through me you know would would kind of surface from time to time were a lot of the secret service agents um successful athletes that you encountered yeah exactly there was a quite a few guys um and and ladies were were great um at, at, in their in their own uh in their own right at, at different um a lot went uh um were maybe, you know, more of the academic, uh, part of it and, and other parts, uh, parts were very, um, um, you know, there's people from all over the country that did a lot of different things. And I, and I think the thing about it is that they all, you know, we all saw the value in what we were getting into and we all, you know, leaned on each other and used each other's strengths, you know, for the good of the team. Okay. I got a trivial pursuit kind of question for you, Dave. Are you the only former NFL player who became a secret service agent? No, there's been a few other ones. I, I um I worked with at least a couple other guys um that that that, that were NFL um alum uh, as well. And, and and you know, very similar to me. They did not um due to injuries or whatever, they did not last a long time in there. But um uh just talking about a good buddy that went to Clemson years before me and, and another guy um who I just uh saw on Facebook yesterday and, and uh and they and and, and and then you know, there's a lot of guys also that were were great college players that, um, you know, didn't have the, have the opportunity that, you know, maybe could have done it as well. And, and they, um, and, and these guys still amaze me with, you know, what they do today. 
And well, I just thought of a subject that I think would be fun for a sports journalist to do a story on the, the former college and NFL footballers became Secret Service agents. You just planted yeah. a story here. Right? There it is. There it is. Yeah. Um, okay. This is one of these kind of naive questions, but I'm still going to ask it. Um, there was a famous movie that came out in 1993 with Clint Eastwood and Rene Russo in A Line of Fire, a, a, secret, a movie about the Secret Service. How realistic was that movie? You know, I, I, and I guess to be really honest with you, I've only seen parts of it. I've not sat through the whole the whole thing. And there are some um, similarities to real life, I guess I'd say, and some things that, that, that overlap and, and some things. Um, I'd say they definitely had some good analysts and, and good uh, folks that uh, helped them out and, uh, um, you know, gave them really good critiques and, and you know, with the verbiage and the movements and the, and the things that, you know, that we do kind of behind the scenes. Um, yeah, you could tell they had uh, worked with some pretty good uh, former professional um, Secret Service agents. Pretty solid then. Pretty, pretty yeah. good job. Yeah. Exactly. And of course, we can't forget the romantic encounters between Clint Eastwood and Rene Russo, you know. So. Oh, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Right, right. Um, Dave, who's a figure in Secret Service history? It can be a a rank and file agent you worked with or a director who, who do you, who's someone you really admired in, in, in secret service history? Well, you know, I, um, probably one of my old, uh, bosses that I, that I still, um, talk with a lot. I, 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 I work with so many great guys. There's a lot of guys. I was on the counter assault team that was, a you know, was a tactical team. I, I, I wasn't able to, uh, obviously be in the military and that kind of stuff, but I really respected what they did. And we got a lot of the, same training. A lot of the guys I went um, through cat with um, are guys that I really um, look up to and appreciate as, as good friends today. And then, um, and I, I, I got a boss that was an old, old triple A baseball player that um, um, Smokey, Smokey Everett back in Ohio. And um, it, it just wonderful people that um, we, um, you know, we leaned on each other and, and, and we, and we, and we went through some, you know, some things that people may, you know, consider to be dangerous and, and different things, but we were, we were doing our job and, and we leaned on each other. Um, and we always knew that, uh, like I always say, you always want to be the guy that your that your teammates want to go to war with. And I was lucky to have guys like that alongside me, um, all the time. But there's not a single one you're going to, you're going to stay to. You know what? Life. No, you know what? And I like I mentioned Smokey's name because I'd go through a door with him. You know, I'm even today, and and what a great uh, person he was um, in my uh, uh, in my early uh, agent life, and and still is today. And so that's um, he would probably be the one. But I tell you, there's there's so many guys, and when I think back to a, a lot of the a lot of my mind and thoughts go back to my experiences on the counter assault team and getting to train, and you know we went and trained with. Um, I probably shouldn't get too deep into it, but what the best teams in, in the country, uh, in, in our military. And, um, we, uh, yeah, it was, it, it was great and it was a blessing. It was fun for me. I really, really enjoyed it. And, um, just, I was a sponge. I soaked it all in. Was there a particular suspenseful moment you can mention when you worked on this, uh, particular team? Was there anything that you... You can share. I don't want you to get in trouble with it. You know, city. Yeah, secrets. no, I know. No, and 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 I and and probably what I'll just kind of um, ballpark it, but I'll just I'll say, you know, there were times that um, we really need to 
you know, lean on the um, um, intel that we're getting uh, from people and make and make sure it's the and um, use that, you know, combined with our own life experiences and see what uh, decisions we need to make and, and, and how we need to operate and what, um, you know, what needs to be our priorities on a certain, uh, you know, on a certain mission. And I and I think um, having these guys and, and being able to be friends as well as, um, you know, professionals together. Um, we always respected each other, listened to each other. And, um, um, as, you know, we used to call it the truck, we, you know, you know, we'd all be there in the truck and anybody could speak up and speak their mind about what they thought. Um, as long as it's respectful and it's done right. Um, we, we all got along great. Yeah. Hey, we'll get to football in a couple minutes. I can't help. But I do have a few more secret service questions. So, so, um, um, so, you know, you guarded, I, I don't know if I'm using the right terminology, but you were part of the team that protected President Bush 41 and President Clinton. You also protected uh, Vice President Gore and Vice President Cheney. Can you share a couple nuggets about those gentlemen? What, can you tell us, are they kind of guys you can have a soda or a beer with after work? Can you can you share about a couple of these presidents and vice presidents? Any, any interesting stories or tidbits? You know, a lot of these uh, folks have uh, have their own, you know, Dave, the sound's a little low, by the way. Just a second. The sound's a little low. That's better. Great. You know, we, um, you know, we're not always up really close to these folks. And and although we may protect them and do things, I wasn't on permanent uh, protective details for all these um, protectees. But I, but you definitely did spend time working protection assignments for um, all of them pretty much when you're, you know, when you're in the service and you're in your you know, you're in for the whole thing and whether you're back in Washington, DC as a full-time protection agent, or, or if you're out in the field and you're getting pulled on things from, you know, every other month to to, to travel somewhere. Um, You know, but what I'll say is uh, we, you know, our job's not to be, you know, great buddies with these guys. And I, you know, there are um, times when you have a laugh or something with somebody, but, you know, but really, you know, what's important is, is, is to see um, their value, um, you know, to our country. And, um, I didn't get to, you know, personal usually with, with a lot of these folks, but, but what I would do is, is just made sure I did my job and made sure that, um, you know, whether we like to think about it or not, you know, our, our country is extremely important, you know, to the world, uh, in general. And so, um, us keeping our, our, our elected leaders, uh, safe, uh, and able to do their job is is a huge thing and i think um um you know sometimes we might take it for granted um when it when nothing's happened for a while um but um you always have to we always have to think back how how important it is you know what you're really doing and 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 that also should motivate guys to and girls to be in there um in the best shape the best mental fitness um all the way um all the way through your whole career and and, and make sure you can take care of business um you know, whenever something might happen, um, it, it um, it's very rarely that anybody has a, um, you know, if it's something we know about, we shut it down before it happens. And so that's, that's the thing of, you know, when it, when it goes bad, it goes bad. And, uh, and, you know, not to sound like an old football player, like I am, but you got to go make a play, you know? And so that's, that's really what it comes down to. Did you find, uh, the two presidents, uh, Bush 41 and, uh, President Clinton, the two vice presidents that I mentioned, uh, Gore and Cheney, to be friendly on a one-on-one level. Did you? Did oh you- yeah, it, uh, you know anybody I had with in, in uh, W and uh, Obama that I was back um, back uh, uh, when I was on the East Coast. Uh, you know they were in office. Um, 
that um, everybody was seemed really pleasant. And uh, and um, you know when, when it's behind the scenes, there's not there, there's not a whole lot of reason to uh, you know not be yourself. And so I've got right. no reason to believe everybody's not uh, all those guys aren't uh, what they seem to be. So. Some pretty famous people you spent some time with, though, for sure. So, um, yeah, it's interesting for sure, definitely. Yeah. And I, I wrote that you were part of uh, Senator Bill Bradley's team when and and when he ran for president two thousand. Which has to shoot any hoops with the former NBA player at all? Or you know? no, you know what though, we did. Uh, I um, I did let somebody throw him a bounce pass. You know, once I saw there wasn't anything on the ball, um, gave him a pass with a basketball, and it was kind of nice. He um, had him sign it and. You know, gave it over to him um, after after he did that. That was that that, that was pretty fun. Yeah. yeah, and I was a yeah, I was a rookie back then. Yeah, those are the days. Yeah, right, right. I saw that you were part of Bill Bradley's protecting team. Right yeah. Well, this will be my probably my last question of Secret Service. So we're going to get into definitely some football topics. So something came up that was reported that President Biden. Again, this is what's been reported. I mean, there may be more of the story. President Biden was apparently uncomfortable being guarded by some Secret Service agents who were sympathizers to President Trump, and apparently President Trump expressed similar sentiments. He wasn't comfortable being protected by uh, people who are not politically friendly to him. We're in a divided political age, um, or has the Secret Service has the Secret Service always had a situation they want agents that are going to are known as political supporters of, of the presidents and vice presidents that they're protecting. T- tell us about that, Dave. Is this a new thing or has it always been that way a bit? No, no I, you know, as far as I've always, uh, I've always known. And in my experience, we, um, you know, that's something we all, we all keep out of it. And I, and I don't, and, and I think it would be a shame for your protectee to kind of like, even know where you really stood on on things. I, I mean, I think that should be a non-issue and you respect, um, Hey, the voters and who got, you know, the person in there and, um, you know, you roll with that. And that's, uh, that's part of being, um, an American. And that's just, um, I think that's how, you know, we got to look at it. And I think, I think that's, uh, um, I'd be surprised if there was more than a couple, um, people that really, um, if, if they felt really strong one way or another would, would really, uh, let that be known too much. But, um, I, like like in my experience i haven't seen i haven't seen any of that kind of stuff of course a lot of times stories get reported there can be half truths to the stories and right. i read that a few months ago or a while ago okay let's i want to get to football now a little more and some other subjects and um i got a question about the late jim lambright he was your your defensive coordinator he coached for six years at UW, and his 1998 firing was very controversial. Jim coached for six years. He had over a 600 winning percentage. Do you think looking back a quarter century ago, this is like kind of old school Husky fan talk. Do you think Jim Lambright was uh, wrongfully fired? You know, I don't. And so the thing is, I never really know what's going on when you're not part of the program and, and, you, and you don't really know what's going on behind the scenes and everything. But this and, and this is what I'll say. He he's as good as they get as a coach and a person and a defensive mind and um, a leader of men. And I I always felt honored. I mean, he was a big reason why why I came up here as well as, as Don James. And, you know, when I met with them um, there and especially um, Lambo, it was just it was everything came right from his heart. And it was and you could feel it. There's no BS. He just um, he said. Uh, and you know, I, I remember sitting with him in my little. I went to this little high school on the south side of San Jose, and we're sitting in the locker room. And he said, uh, 
He said, Dave, I, I like you because you're nasty. And I said, and, and I was, and I was being respectful on a gentleman, but, but I know what he meant. I meant, he, he meant on the field and, and, uh, just the kind of love and desire to play like that. And I, and I, I always remembered, I, I said to myself, this guy gets it. And, and this, and this is the kind of guy I want to play for. And, um, he let us be us. And, um, um, you know, thanks to his attitude, um, he realized we had the players to attack and, and we went and got it. And it was, uh, it was fun playing with him. And, um, he, he comes across my mind, uh, many times, um, every month, um, he pops in my head, um, almost anything can make me think of him and, uh, and all the great times we had together. You know, Husky history, football history would have taken a much different turn, some different turns if Lambright was not let go in 98 because we had the short time with Keith Gilbertson, we had Neuheisel, we had Willingham. If Jim had coached another 10 years or so, Husky football history could have taken some major different directions, right? That's right. Yeah, I know. That, and that's the whole thing. It's always the it's always the woulda, coulda, shoulda, right? Right, right, right. The yeah. counterfactual. Right. Yeah. Um you played under the late Don James, and I've and I've had a whole bunch of your teammates on my show, and former Huskies, Palour, Jimmy Rogers, Greg Lewis, Marl Bell. I've had, I've had a lot of guys of your general era. Some are a little older, like Joe Steele. But I always get some Don James talking. What what was the biggest teaching you got from Don James? You know, um, I think it was always about you know his big thing was preparation, and I always think it it always it always came down to. Um, him being prepared and, 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 and it, it all kind of came down from that, you know, down to the rest of us. And I think it was always about, um, you know, the physical part of it, the mental part of it, the emotional part of it. And then, um, um, I really think he, you know, he did so much, um, for the coaches. He was a guy that, you know, he didn't spend a lot of time with us players, but he really coached his coaches and he really helped, um, help them be the best they could be for all of us. And, um, and, you know, and personally, I'm selfishly, I mean, I had, I had Lambright and then, you know, you look at the guy, I was talking about Randy Hart the other day and some of these guys, I mean, we, we had so many outstanding, um, position coaches that, um, and, you know, he had a knack for it. He had a knack for finding these people and he had, and, and putting them in, in places and letting them do their thing. And, you know, a lot of them left to go, to go on and be coordinators or head coaches somewhere else. Um, but him, but his preparedness, um, was always something that was, that was, I mean, people would, I mean, if you just met the guy, you wouldn't believe how prepared he was for every situation. He just, he thrived on it the preparation skills you that you've that you've established in your life a lot came from Don James in some ways. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And I heard he really was big on punctuality. You know, he I heard if like I heard if I heard he was really hard. Like a, a van would leave sometimes with, if someone wasn't on the van right away. You know, like you know Yeah, that's and, and that's why, you know, even today it's, you know, five minutes early is on time. You know, and, and that's why I felt so bad about about getting this call started late, man. Oh. It, Gosh, no, gosh. This is not a football team. No, but no, but no, but 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 I'm just saying it. It 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 eats at you, and you know you you're trying to get stuff done. You're trying to work and and everything, and and uh, and there's times it it comes together, and there's times it doesn't. But but you do everything you can do to make things happen, and that's and that's uh, and that's you know I think all of us take pride in that. Going back to the question I asked about Jim Lambert, I I don't want to put words in your mouth. Are you are you kind of of the opinion maybe you should have gotten a couple more years? You know, I, I would, I definitely would have loved to have seen that. And I yeah. definitely would have, you know, loved to have seen um, him, 
and, you know, I really think he was just starting to kind of grow as a head coach, you know, and I think he came over during that turmoil uh, we had with, with some of the uh, suspensions and the, and, and that stuff. And, and I think if, if, if he had a chance to kind of, um, you know, have a couple quiet uh, off seasons and, and really um, see what he wanted to do as a head coach, I think he would have, uh, I, I really think he would have taken off. A number of years ago, a Seattle Times columnist wrote that he and Barbara Hedges were different people. It was described as being a little bit of Stanwood versus Madison Park. There was a little bit of a the different personalities between his uh, him and his athletic director at that time. Yeah, I you know I, I really don't like I said I really don't know the details for all that, but I could you know I could see that. And the thing is, uh, Lambo's going to stick up for what he believes and what he thinks, and that's just that's who he is, and it's you know and it's. Why, uh, you know, some people, um, you know, you love or you don't. And um, he he's definitely a guy I love and, and would ha always have his back. And, um, you know, he's going to stand up for what he believes in, in his guys. And I don't know what really happened. I don't know the inner workings of all that sure. stuff. But, uh, but you know, I respect everybody there around the program back in those days. And I think everybody had, you know, the program's best intentions in mind. It's just, it just that we would have loved to have seen Lambeau be a little longer in, in the right. – on the right. throne. Yeah. Well, these are two questions I've asked every guest for the last several years, pretty much. And uh, I get the most fascinating answers. Uh, who's a living sports figure you'd love to spend some time with? Can be a commissioner, an owner, a player, someone who's still with us in the sports world. Who's a deceased sports figure in history you would have enjoyed spending time with? Well, I, you know, I'll, I'll go back. Um, just, just a couple of weeks ago, uh, we lost Butkus. Uh, Dick Butkus passed away. And um, that, that was, uh, um, um, I did have um, a couple circumstances to spend some time with them. And when I was lucky enough to be on the, uh, um, and uh, I was my senior year, I was lucky enough to be a Buckets finalist. And I went out to um, Orlando, Florida and uh, spent a weekend out there. And uh, I, I'll tell you, it, it couldn't have been any better. He, he was, he was even more than I thought. Um, uh, had me up to his suite for, for beers after it was over and um, was great to my family. And, and, um, I could go on and on, and I, I still yap with some of his really good friends. Um, he's just a, a great-hearted uh, person that um, was thankful for everything he had and was an incredible player to watch. And, um, you know, when we were growing up, Paul, you'd watch these old videos, and they'd show him on, on out there and just filleting people and having a good time. And, you know, you always wanted to be that type of linebacker. And, um, and and even more than that, the kind of person he was, I really respected him and, and liked him a lot. Um, so um, my uh, condolences to his family for his passing. And um, I've shared that already with them. But and uh, and then, you know, somebody that um, I would love to uh, yap with today. You know, I think I'd love to sit down sometime with uh, Steph Curry. I think I think um, I, I really I like how he handles himself and I like what's important to him in life. And how how he is is such an incredible um, solo player, but also such a great team a team guy. And I mean, to do what he's done and to and, and to maintain um, uh, his priorities and and his family life and his thankfulness to God and all that. I just man, he's he's uh, somebody I really respect, and, and I would love to sit down and. Um, you know, cut into a steak with him sometime and, uh, and shoot the bull and, uh, who knows, maybe, maybe it'll happen. But, um, but anyways, I, I really, uh, but I really respect him and, and, and what he stands for. 
two great names. I mean, I, you watch Steph Curry take these 30 foot shots. He makes it look easy. I mean, it's just like, wow. You know, it's just, I know. It's I know. Exactly. Dick is a great name. Thanks for sharing uh, the name of Dick Buckus, the late linebacker passing. Tell me if you agree with this. I, I just thought of something. When, when people think of great home run hitters in baseball, mm -hmm. the names will come up are like Babe Ruth or Hank Aaron. Would you agree when you think of a great linebacker, Dip Buckus has one of the first names that's ever going to come up. Would you agree with that? Yeah, you know what? And and he also looked the part. I mean, his name sounded like a linebacker. Right, and right. he and he I mean he looked it and he played for the Bears and he, and and he really is, I kind of think, the epitome of, of what especially an inside middle linebacker um you know is is really all about. Buckus could play a linebacker in the movies. You got it. You got it. All, By the way, what is your favorite himself. sports yeah. book? What is your favorite sports movie? Um, so my favorite sports book. Um, you know what? There's a lot of biographies that that I that I've read. Um, over the over the years, and um, and you know, and and then uh, holy, so many players, and and that's actually what really got. I started reading a lot of these guys' um, biographies, autobiographies, uh, growing up when I was a kid and that's really what also um lit my uh attraction and interest for you know for the game of football and um yeah movie man holy cow there's so many good ones you know um I just um I, I you know I remember watching the longest yard with my dad you know the first one you know the, the old one with with, with uh Sonny um our buddy Sonny Six Killer was was on that one actually um and that one and I and I had so many good laughs and and I and I remember um I, I loved I love to sit with my dad and watch, you know, part of a ball game or part of a movie or anything. And so that so that I think that adds a little bit of, um, you know, nostalgia to it for me. Was Burt Reynolds in the first longest? That's genre? right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's it. I think Chris Rock and Sandler were in the remake, right? Exactly. And, you know, mm -hmm. Bob Sapp, who played for the Huskies in the uh, mid mid 90s with my brother, Steve, he um, he, uh, he was in that uh, in that second one as well. Okay, I didn't know Sunny Six Color was in the first one. Yeah, I know. You, you, you'll have to check it out. You have to go back through, and uh, you'll see him getting off the bus one time. He he looks, he's yeah. But you know, Sonny, he still looks like he's that old. So he still looks like he's twenty five. So I've been trying to get Sonny on my show. So hopefully, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll the topic yeah. I, I want to talk about his role in that movie. Yeah. You know, I had your former teammate on a couple of years ago, Ed Cunningham, and Ed has become very outspoken about some safety issues in the sport of football. What's your take on, on Ed, uh, Ed's views on, on the, the safety issues in football? Well, you know, I, I really think, um, I really think, you know, he's got a, uh, probably an opinion that's a lot more popular with, with players and especially former players, um, than, uh, people would like to think because, you know, we all suffer. Um, you play center like Ed did, offensive line, linebacker. You, you're going to leave the game with some, you know, with some injuries, and and you know, we we have more doctor appointments than we'd like to admit. And 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 there's a, you know, there's a way to um, still enjoy the game and and not have all the same. You know, I was telling somebody the other day, Paul, that I some of these hits that we put on players are. Back in the day, we'd get praise for them, and now they, you know, they think you're a criminal, and 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 I understand that, and but it, it's also, it was a little different back then, and um, it's still a very physical game, and I think that's why a lot of people enjoy watching it, but you know, there's a way, especially during the week, 
not to go out and bang all the time and, and, and hit. And, um, you know, I used to always say to go out on game day and, and, and take care of business and be as physical as you need to. Um, you know, a guy that really knows what he's doing doesn't need to go do that all during the week. You know, he, he can work on the mental aspects of it and the, and the game plan and the responsibility and the scouting points to it. And I, and I think, um, uh, and I'm just glad to see that they're getting away from having so much, uh, physicality at practice during the week. Um, and not that the technique of it and that kind of stuff, the guys can't, um, work it, but they can go over and hit on a sled or something like that. And not, not knock noggins all the time. Like, like, like we used to. So, right. Different era, different era. Well, Ed, right. Ed took a very strong position. He left his coveted broadcasting position just because he was uncomfortable with some of the safety yeah. of the sport of football. He, I mean, he kind of put his money where his mouth is in a way, didn't he? Yeah, no, I, um, I, I saw Ed down at the, uh, um, at the SC game here, here a couple of weeks ago, and it was so good to see him. And, and I, I'll tell you what a wonderful guy. He, he was a real leader for our team and a real, um, just a real rational, um, thoughtful guy that was tough as nails and smart as a whip. And he was, um, he's somebody I'd go, I'd go to war with any day. And, um, his opinion, uh, is, is valued and I'm glad he's sharing it. You know, you, you mentioned, you've mentioned a couple of times, and I, I've read a couple of other interviews about kind of the, the unity from that national championship team and those teams in the early nineties, just seemed like such a, uh, a great group of guys that all got along pretty well. And you had a, a, a tragedy in your life um, where you lost your wife. And, and you mentioned that the, that the unity of that team definitely came back and was supportive of you and your family many years later. Just tell us a little bit about that. Um, yeah, no, that, that's exactly right. So it was just a little over five years ago. I, I lost my wife and um, the, the um, um, just the, uh, horrible yeah, the volume's a little low again oh yeah sorry no, no it was about five years ago i i uh lost my wife and um this um unexpected tragedy suicide and um she dealt with uh, a lot of um you know depression and and anxiety and issues and and uh it would um the and you know you never know how you're going to react when when you have when you have to go through something like that in life and how it's going to how it's going to affect you in the short term the long term and then you think about your kids how that how that how they're going to deal with it and and um what you know what can you do for your kids and all that kind of stuff and i'll tell you you know the the relationships i had with my teammates um was so um i knew I knew that they knew how I felt and they would call and, and say things like, I don't want to start getting emotional in here, but, but, you know, like, I mean, they knew how I was doing, even if I didn't feel like picking up the phone, you know, like they just knew the guys knew me and, um, they, they, they were awesome. And, and, and they're still here for me today, you know, and that's, that, that's, that's a true, no bullshit brotherhood, you know, like when you have that and, um, yeah, yeah. Well, I didn't want to make you uncomfortable, Dave. I just did the support. Oh, yeah, no, no, no. Honestly, I enjoy talking about it. It just brings back a lot of things I'm thankful for, and and yeah. a lot of things in life. Yeah. 
it just struck me as just a, a really strong example of the unity that you're that you had with your teammates. That yeah, it's a beautiful thing, man. It really yeah, is. Yeah, it, it just seemed like such a great group of guys on that on that team. You know, those a couple of those early. You days. know what? These guys came from all over the country, and and and, and we and and it just and I I talk about it, and I say we had no idea that we we'd all kind of click like we did, have the same work ethic like we did um valued a lot of the same things in life and man we were there for each other and um it, it could be you know something from homesickness or an injury or whatever and guys were there and would put their arm around you and and um go to war with you would laugh with you have a meal with it whatever and it was um it, it, it's something i think that's special about um sports but especially um you know the gladiator sport of, of football i think it it really binds guys together well, I don't. I don't think a lot of people really always understand that that, like you mentioned, Dave, that Jim Lambright when he called you a beast or whatever, you know. It, but some of the football players, some of the nicest people you can meet off the field, you know. So it, yeah, it's right. Guys can just tackle and and uh, play so competitively, and then be such kind of teddy bears off the field, you know. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I think you're I right. I, you know, I think guys that can really go to that length to, to be physical and be nasty as we we're talking about are also um, it, it like, I think their personality stretches the other way also. And they can be some of the nicest guys you'll ever meet. It just, right. I just, I just think that that allows people to really grow and stretch uh, what they're able to do and, 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 and uh, look at things. So. Right. 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 No, I've talked to a few football players about that. Um, real, real quickly, a little, um, on a little lighter subject, but still an interesting subject. Uh, this is kind of a, a question among Husky, uh, Husky nation question. Uh, do you think Chris Peterson has a good case for Husky hall of fame as six years as a coach, took a team to Rose bowl, took a team to the final four. Do you think Chris Peterson should be a, become a Husky hall of fame member at some point? Yeah. You know, I do. I, I, you know, I, I really, I really like and respect him and for what he is, for what he's done and, and for what he's done in his, in his career in general. And, um, I really think he came and, um, put, uh, put the Huskies back on the map. I really, I think, I think he did. And I think, you know, I think some guys like, uh, Sark were, and some of these guys were getting there, but, but he really came and, um, was, was, a was a real catch. And, and I think, um, I, you know, I'd love to see him in there. I'd love to see him, see him in the Hall of Fame if, if it was up to me. I agree. I agree. I, I've got some different opinions on whether his six-year run merits. Right, him. right. So, yeah, I, understandable. I, yeah. But I, I, hey, that's a full Senate term, you know, so. That's, that's right. <laughs> but, um, Dave, I got a few more questions, if you don't mind. I just, you know, sure. it's a lot of fun uh, talking to you. I, can you feel free to comment on this NIL era, this name, image, likeness era? And as part of my question here, I got a question for you as part of this question. Should Billy Joe Holbert get something of a pardon for the 50,000 loan he took out many, many years ago? Yeah. Well, you know what? I may not say too much about the Billy thing because I, I, I don't, I, yeah, it, but, but I'll tell you what. Fair enough. Fair and, enough. And, 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 and this actually goes along with what you were saying before. Yeah. Of, of, of the game being physical and this and that. And um, I think the guy should get something for what they're, you know, for what they're doing and, and for what they're giving up. And, and I remember back in the day, you know, we weren't allowed to get a free cheeseburger, you know, right. uh, you know, from somewhere. And, and, um, you, this is going to affect your life forever uh, in a positive and also a physical negative way. 
whether you like it or not. It just it just is. And thing is, we'd all go do it all over again, but we're still giving up something, and you're giving something, and for a place that's making a lot of money. And I'm glad I'm glad to see the guys get some too now. That's I mean that's that's it, that's a pretty simple way that I look at it. But I think um, I think it's important that um, um, you know, hey. It's, it's kind of the American way. And it's I, just I like, tend to agree. Yeah. If you're a legal adult and you're 19, 20 years old, right. why don't you make a little money uh, That's right. doing a That's photo right. shoot, whatever. Yeah. 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 Well, I, I didn't want to put you on the spot with the Billy Joe Hobart situation, but but looking back, all right, he took out a $50,000 loan, but compare that to what's going on today. It's, 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 you know, like what? Pretty- I'd pardon him in a second. I'll be honest. I'd pardon him in a second. You know, I love him. And, and I, and I just, I just think it was, I mean, youthful um, indiscretion and just, yeah. you know, oh man, just, yeah. And I, and then, it, you know, the only thing I regret was that started to pull a lot of other stuff, um, like into the, into the kitty. And, and we right. had, we had a bunch of noses up here, um, snooping around and, 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 you know, I, you know, like I always say the, the pack 10, the rest of the pack 10, their asses were a little sore. So they were going right. to come get us, um, exactly. for what we were doing to them. So, um, yeah, that's just that, that's what happened. Yeah, I know the lawyer who was uh, the leader of that suit against the fact that it the case got dismissed. But hey, there was something there. You know, there there was it's yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that 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 uh, I, I know I, I I'm with you on on Billy. It seems like that let's give him the equivalent of a pardon now. You know, it, it exactly, was, exactly. Well, you can do that right now, Paul. You can announce that that, that he's pardoned. I think. Yeah, you know, you yeah, yeah. The Hoffman yeah. Schneiderman pardon. That's right. Yeah, that's yeah, right. yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Um. You played for a year with the Steelers. I just got a few more questions. I, I won't keep yeah. you too much longer. And, and uh, what was your favorite moment in your, in your one year with the Pittsburgh Steelers? You know, um, you know, honestly, when a, a, a great time with them. Met a lot of great people, but I got to come back and play in the Kingdom. And um, we actually lost a, a close one um, right around Christmas. And um, and but it was just neat to come back and and to um, be a, a, around you know, what was, what was home for me for a long time. And that was, and that was, um, you know, we lost, um, in the, uh, first round of the playoffs of that year, but, um, but it was, it was, it was neat to come back and fly back where I think it was the day after Christmas and, uh, James Clifford brought me a plate of, uh, leftover, uh, um, dinner from his house and down to my hotel. And it was, yeah, it was cool. And, and my brothers came up from San Jose. And so that was, uh, yeah, it was good. Good stuff. That was, it. that was a good memory. Neat one to play, come back and play in the kingdom of CL. You know, you pl- you were associated with Bill Cower was your coach, who, who's now a football hall of fame member. You also played with Rod Woodson. Can you share a couple tidbits about these two NFL hall of fame members? Well, you know what? And, and so, um, Cower was, was just outstanding. And he, he, he said it like it was, he really, he, you know, he really cared about the guys. He re- really um wanted the guys to be the best they can be and um and I think that's why he was so successful over the years and um you know Woodson I you know what I remember about uh Rod was was that he and like and guys like Kevin Green and, and some of these other guys they um the hard work that, that you start putting in back in high school they still work that way and that and that was and that was beautiful to see that um these guys just weren't resting on their laurels um you know, they were really as good as they were because of God given talent, but also how hard they worked. And it was, it was fun to see, uh, man, these guys running down the, the neighborhood streets, uh, in the off season and doing things. And, and, 
that um, that you wouldn't always expect. You know, uh, I, I guess you wouldn't really always expect these guys to be doing this and out out in the out out amongst the people and all that kind of stuff. And it was it was it was really cool to see the blue collar um, aspect of that. Rod Woodson was a real hard worker then. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And Bill Cower was pretty kind to players. You, you indicated and stuff. Wonderful, wonderful guy. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. yeah couldn't have been better. Right, right. Um, are you happy with Caleb, uh, our current coach? I always mispronounce his last name. Is it Kalen DeBoer, DeBauer? I was yeah, Kalen DeBoer. You know what? I, 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 I've got nothing but glowing uh, stuff to say about uh, about this guy. Um, I, I would love to play for him uh, if I was back in the day and and or be associated with them in any way. He he he's the real. Um, that I'm not I'm not just obviously saying this. He's the real deal, and uh, we are so blessed and lucky to have to have him um, up in Husky Land. And he's going to do some big things, I think, for a long time. And um, w- w- that was a that that was a great get by the administration, and I'm and I'm just excited to see him there. And uh, he's got my support um, as long as he's there. I met him once. He's a big guy. By the way. He is. He's a good sized guy. He was a player, yeah. and and he just yeah. So he um he knows what he's talking about, and and he's um and he's got and he's got a great staff with him, and these guys want to come coach and play for him. So I think I think it's all good. Like when I met Pete Carroll once, I was like, Pete's a pretty you know pretty right. kind of small guy in a way, and then you meet you meet DeBoer. He's a big dude, you know. So I know, exactly, I know. Yeah, and I, and I think that's good. You know when he walks into somebody's living room and talks to him. He's got a great genuine disposition and um, a great head on his shoulders. And um, he relates so well um, to this generation and, and, um, um, and he's, he's wise, man. He's been through the ringer. So he's, uh, he gets it. Do you hope the Apple cup continues? I do. I do. Whether it's earlier in the year or at the end of the year, whenever I just hope they, these guys, still link up uh, at least once a year and, and, and bang it out. And uh, I, 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 I think it'd be good for the area. Greg Lewis made the point. I've had Greg on several times. He's a friend. Greg made the point that if they had it at Husky stadium every year or at Lumen field, the UW would profit more because he says that UW loses money when they go back to Martin stadium and play. So, yeah. I, you know, you know, to me, I don't know about all that, but it, it actually makes sense, but um, I would just be fun to see him, to see him play. And I think it would be good for, East and the west of the state, all the alum and and people that that didn't even go to school there, I think enjoy enjoy seeing them play. And so no I, I really hope it works. I no doubt. Well, Dave, I, I I'm going to wrap it up now, but I want you to share something that maybe hasn't come up today. You'd like to share with me and the listeners. I like to do that in some interviews. If there's something I missed that is important to you, I want you to share it. I also want you to share what's in the future for Dave Hoffman. Well, so I um so I'll start with the with the end uh, first. I've uh, um, after I retired, I went to work for, for, a, um, a local, um, company down here in the, in the Bay area. And, um, and I protect the guy, uh, down here. I'm doing a lot of the same things I did with the secret service, just a little different group and, uh, some outstanding professionals. And it's, it, and it's been really, uh, it's been really good. And, um, I do enjoy, um, getting back up to Seattle whenever I can. And, um, uh, it, it's, uh, it's one of those things that, um, I've probably, my girlfriend and I have been to more games um, this year than uh, the, than we have yet, and we're hoping to go to the Pac-12 championship game. So, uh, so it's been a fun year on that on that aspect. And I, um, you know, boy, you really covered a lot of things. And I and I think, um, you know, what I like to 
what I always did, and and I don't know if uh, you know, there's a lot of different routes that that we could go um, as for um, our hobbies and and professions and things, but really, it's I just always encourage people to go follow your heart and and do uh, you know what works what works for you, what works for your family. And, um, and I, I always, I've always said making a decision for family is never the wrong, you know, never the wrong choice. And I, and I still tell guys that, um, you know, even today that, um, youngsters are, are people that are looking to transition and, uh, but, and also, you know, at the same time, you, you got to follow your dreams. And so, um, it's, there's a lot to tie into that. I, I, I tried to do that, um, just going from my gut and playing football and, and, uh, it, it, it became, a lot more than a passion for me and it became something I really, it became a big part of my life. And still, um, still today I look at it. Um, I still try to read the, the play like a linebacker would read the play when I'm watching it on TV. And I try to, um, you know, get the read and, 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 uh, guess where it's going to go before it does. And I, and I think that's probably the way I'll always look at it. And it's just, um, it's just fun. And it, and, and the best thing about, um, passions and and careers and that kind of stuff is really when you really think about it, it's the people you meet along the way and the, and the people that i've met um around the world and the people that i've met in the sports world and and uh and the protection uh um career i i just uh I, i've been really blessed and i'm really thankful that i got so many great uh people out there that uh will you know help you through the through the really hard times and then be there uh, for you um and and enjoy some uh some good stuff too so love it love it love it. I, I do have one more question i i, All I, right. I just led you um you wrote a book about your your life uh could you ever do a sequel to the book could there be an update to that book yeah you know uh, yeah, I'm sure there could be there, you know, there's a lot more there. And it was, it was back, back in the day when I was, uh, when I, um, couldn't talk uh, you know, a lot about secret service and, and now I, I, I'm out and I, and I, and I, I know not, I know what to talk about and what not to. So I think I got a pretty good, uh, hand on that, but, uh, yeah, who knows? Who knows? It's always a possibility. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be fun. Uh, Dave, give the title of your book. So my, my listeners can, uh, maybe check it out. Yeah. So it's called the Husky Hitman, and um, yeah, it was, uh, uh, I don't, I don't know. We did it, um, probably about, probably about 10 years ago or so it was, uh, it, it was put out and, uh, no, it was, it, it was fun, fun to do. And, uh, it was, uh, brought back a lot of great memories. Look forward to reading it, uh, at some point. Well, Dave, thank you so much for coming on the sports until podcast. Had a lot of fun, learned a lot and, uh, just, just great. And you handled my secret service questions. Very very elegantly, you 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 kind of knew where to go or not to go. I wasn't trying to trap anything. I was just very. It's all it's all good, Paul. It's all good. No, you're you're great, and uh, you got a great show. And uh, thanks for all you do. Well, thank you, Dave. Really appreciate it. It's been fun to have a lot of uh, husky guys from my era on. I hope to have some more and uh, to see what I stay in touch. Sounds great. Thank you. Thanks, Dave.